0: Indie, Rock and Alternative
1: 2XM. This programme is made with the support of the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee. Independence Day. this is independence day with me alan i've always loved indie music and i've been going to gigs and following particular labels for over 20 years now i wanted to find out what it's like for independent record labels and bands in ireland how do they feel about streaming sites how does the indie scene work and how important gigs are For this episode, I travelled to the Model Arts Centre in Sligo to meet with Danny and Dell from Art for Blind Records. They have an office in the building, and it was here over a coffee and surrounded by boxes of vinyl that I asked them how the label began and what the name means.
0: I set up the label in in Leeds in 2004. Four. Four. Nice, thanks. Um, (laughs) So we're coming up to 15 years now. The name... Um, it doesn't really mean anything. Um, it just kind of comes from a conversation I had with a friend of mine who s- accused me of being short-sighted when it came to music. So I called my label Art for the Blind.
1: <laughs> Very good. And so you started in Leeds. How have you ended up in Sligo?
2: So, yeah, I met I met Danny in Leeds and um, I would have been into music. We met through a mutual friend and... Um, A few years after we were going out, we decided we kind of fancied to get a change from Leeds, really. Um, I'd been there, I was coming up in nearly 10 years or 11 years there, and you'd never really left the country, you know, for, you know, apart from a holiday, like, so. Um, Yeah, we decided we'd, we wanted to change a scene and said, well, you know, wouldn't mind going back to, back home somewhere, not necessarily Sligo, where I'm from. Um, And even though it's Still very much in the midst of the, actually the crash had just happened, really. Um, we kind of just didn't really care, fancied going back and uh, seeing how things were. And so, um, I'd always liked Cork um, as a place, I enjoyed visiting it there when I, when I was younger. And we went over, we did a few recce trips, and we took it in like the film festival. One of the trips, Rachel Grimes was playing a gig, and it was a bit of an odd one because it was actually there was no. Triscoll was under development, so there was no um, venue really for her to play in, and it was actually in a sort of a small conference room in the River Lee Hotel. Um, but yeah, we through that we met loads of people, and it just sort of cemented our reasons for going there, and uh, not long after that, maybe six or seven months, the, we made the move.
0: Yeah, and quit we, our jobs, uh, moved Cork in the height of the recession. <sighs>
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, and no much more more of a plan after that. Just kind of, um, I was more involved then in the label. Like I'd come on board, um,
0: and yeah, it's pretty much from then on, really. Um, yeah. Would have been mainly me, in, when we lived in Leeds, yeah. Um, but then since we moved to Cork, it's pretty much a, a duo.
1: And then how, how did you go from Cork to Sligo? Uh,
2: less romantic, in, I suppose, in, in certain ways. Um, it was just becoming too expensive for us to live there. We really enjoyed the city. Um, you know, we met loads of great people and, and started collaborations with lots of bands through the label. Um, but, yeah, housing was just starting to become, about four years ago, it was just really starting, the pinch was starting to come on, and, you know, we couldn't really afford to stay in the city and we were looking at our options, and we were also expecting a a baby. So, um, yeah. It
0: was just a good time to move somewhere else, I think.
1: punk band Alien She released their debut album on art for blind. Aoife is their bassist and she's also a poet. I met her in a Dublin cafe and she told me about how poetry and visual art influenced their sound.
3: A lot of different things influence our um, our songs and our songwriting. Um, A lot of us, well like all of us basically, are quite sensitive, artsy people but in very different ways. So, for example, um, Katie's a visual artist, which um, definitely kind of comes into things when we're, uh, when we're writing. Like, she's a photographer. Uh, I'm a poet, and I, I'm also bilingual, so I think um, writing in Irish and in English kind of influence the way I'm thinking about things in terms of like metaphor and allegory and things like that. Um, and then Dara's background is in, in film, so he has such a wealth of knowledge about uh, visual stuff too but also he, we all have extremely different musical tastes from, from an early age but then we got into some of the same things later on and then on top of that we're all absolute literary nerds and it's like being in a book club like almost we're constantly discussing books and trading books and politics and uh poetry and so there's a lot of influences and uh, like it's not just uh kind of more intellectual stuff like that there's also a lot of feeling that goes into it we do a lot of um uh, kind of cathartic kind of sessions when we're when we're playing we're, we're, we're just after having a very deep conversation about something that really matters to us or you know some some very intense feelings for example when we were dealing with the um uh, the last two referenda in this country, we were going through a lot of feelings and I think it was it was helpful to, to have that creative outlet for that.
1: The record label has been based in Leeds, then Cork and now Sligo, but the Irish music scene seems to be very Dublin-based. Idel and Danny give their thoughts on it.
0: Yeah, I think it almost certainly is Dublin-centric. Um, and that's a challenge, but I think it's, I think it's a good motivator to to be able to kick against it. Um I know Limerick's Limerick scene is doing a really good job. There's, there's nice the there's of, nice pockets
2: there. around the country um Dundalk as well seems to be pretty active some great bands coming out of there. And yeah, it's like it's hard because I mean Dublin's the biggest city and you know so many people move there um from other parts of the country so um but yeah, it's um
0: you it's know, a challenge.
2: It's a challenge
0: too. Why would we do it if we didn't want the challenge? <laughs> We'd do something much more sensible, I think.
1: <laughs> and what about so, the indie music industry compared from the UK to Ireland? Have you noticed many differences?
0: Um, that's hard to answer really because when, when we were in England, Art for Blind was very much a DIY, hardcore punk label. So I spent very little time being in the music industry, I probably don't know... Yeah, I know very little about it, I'd say. Um, Since we moved to Ireland, the two are much more closely entwined, um, the DIY scene and the music industry. Sometimes it's a little more difficult to tell the two apart.
2: Mm, Well, I mean, just my observation from, you know, having, you know, you running it then, um, you know, like you're dealing with you know, a different landscape, like, you know, I think the population makes a big difference because yeah. you can just do everything you need to do um, as a label in one city, like, like Leeds load yeah, loads. A much, much bigger scene. Um, You know, the label was more specialised then than it is now. Um, So you didn't, and lots have changed in the industry, like streaming and the change in, the, you know, that sort of popularity in vinyl that's come along, but it's, actually been nearly a a disadvantage to to small labels like ourselves um you know that that's all changed so you always had good enough um audience there for the gigs and the records
0: yeah that's true i think population is a big thing because when you're in when you're in the uk like you know if your label is based in bristol or brighton or leeds or somewhere like that you've got you know thousands of people that are into alternative music in those areas that are possibly gonna buy your records. In Sligo you've got fifty people. Yeah. So you know, even <laughs> even if all fifty of them love what you do, it's not enough to win a record label.
1: King, who DJs and records under the name Elle, released her first EP on Art for Blind and was based in Cork until a recent move to Berlin. She was playing a boat party in Galway during the summer, so we had a quick chat down beside the river. So what about your base in Cork at the moment? Uh, What's the scene like there, the electronic music scene?
4: I think as well, I think, yeah, it's varied. I think there's lots of people doing, making lots of different interesting music behind the scenes, but I do feel that they don't have much of an outlet. Basically due to a lot of venues closing and just not that much money being invested in the arts over several years. And I think that the music scene there is kind of suffering from that. But having said that, like everything, it's cyclical and I think it's gonna come around again. But definitely there are people doing very interesting things behind the scenes. So I'm interested to see what happens in the next couple of years, does it all bubble up? A, a more lively scene in general, I don't
1: know. Yeah, what about you, I told me that you're gonna be moving to Berlin, so what's that gonna be like?
4: I've, I've no idea, <laughs> it's a leap of faith. Just to try something different um, for a little while, and um, it might work, it, it might not suit me. Um, but yeah, I've only ever lived in Cork all my life, so it's probably good for a change for a little
1: while. Is producing vinyl a realistic option for small labels?
0: Yeah, I think the vinyl thing is a combination of lots of things. Um, it's more expensive to make than it used to be, but that's that's not vastly more expensive, if you know what I mean. Um, but I think the biggest thing is the quantity that people buy. and um, You know, I think the biggest fallacy in the independent music industry at the minute is the, the vinyl revolution, which I don't really see any sign of on our side. I think it's much more a case of there are more people buying records but the people that bought interest in independent music they're just there's the same number of them and they have even less money to buy records than they ever did and they also have the advantage that they can listen to every single record that's released in the world <laughs> in one go yeah. and then pick their favorite whereas they didn't really have that 10 years ago and they might yeah. take a bit more of a punt
2: that, that demand that is there for vinyl has meant that the pressing plants are are more busy pressing those records and then the smaller labels are down the pecking order having to wait. So we're having to pay out for records to get them in and then it's much, much further down the road before we can actually start recouping those costs back yeah. um, by selling them. And then, you know, you're putting out, you know, pre-orders are going out, people are, you know, That's nearly become the norm now with a record release. And people are waiting a long time to to get the final thing. You have
0: to plan things a lot more in advance than you used to, which is a challenge for everybody. Um, It's a challenge for labels and it's a challenge for bands to... for bands to maybe keep a lid on their excitement to get their music out there. I know that's a real challenge for... Band sometimes is when the record's recorded and mixed and mastered and they want it out as soon as possible yeah. and sometimes, sometimes that's just really difficult to do and,
2: and they may have well also been playing those, those songs live and you know
0: yeah exactly, like the songs could don't... be years old, you know, at that, at that point that they actually are released and then as a label you need the band to have the enthusiasm to go and keep playing those songs to people <laughs> so people will <laughs> buy it
1: Of all the labels I have interviewed for this series, only two women have been involved in the running of the label. I asked you Dell about it.
2: I was just at a conference yesterday, and there was a fair amount of women women at it, and women from the industry participating in it. Um, I did I did do a quick scan of the speakers, and you know there was maybe about a fifth of women versus men on the panels. But yeah, I think anecdotally, like that's really all I could go on. Um, you know, in terms of gig participation and. Um, even still like I know there's there's quite a few which is great to see there's quite a few female bands more like all female bands coming through um yeah, it's still predominantly male um guys running labels, guys managing bands, and mostly male bands um certainly like when it comes to trying programming gigs here for Sligo, you know trying to get that balance um you know having a healthy lineup between, you know, gender lineup. Um and even going further than that, you know, it'd be great to even be more diverse and have um, you know, bands with, of different ethnic backgrounds. Um but that I you know that's a longer a longer project there. Um there's not much you know, not a like lot we can you know we'll try and and if something comes along that fits with what we do, I you know we would certainly be open to programming that. Um but yeah we're we're very active in trying to have not not just with um, gigs but also with releases having um, a healthy a healthy balance
1: from alien, she gives her take.
3: I think that the independent music scene isn't the only music scene that's male dominated unfortunately um, I guess male artists are perhaps more encouraged in the first place, so you, you can't necessarily just blame like the men or the the scene or whatever it's it's like that's a societal kind of issue like that men are more encouraged to like not worry about making a fool of themselves or whatever and um they're judged differently like I feel like you have to do things at a at this impeccable level if you're going to do it as a female or non-binary artist um versus if you were a cis male which is deeply unfair but that's just the kind of deep-rooted sexism that society is in you know like it's it's getting better but i i I don't know that it's necessarily just the independent scene that that's the case um i think it's really encouraging to see a lot more um female artists emerging who are doing very well uh i've katie and i have been involved in an organization called girls rock that um encourages young women to pick up an instrument and get involved and they do kind of workshops on um, summer camps and things like that so that um, women can start bands and learn how to perform on stage and things like that. So I I feel like that's really important that that the um, support is there and the encouragement is there Um, that was kind of partly why I liked joining what was initially a punk band because it was kind of like it doesn't matter if it's not Perfect, because the idea is that you're doing it. Like the point is that you're doing it. The point is not that you are, you know, Mariah Carey or like that you're like Britney Spears. The point is not that you look pretty or you look sexy or you know. The point is that you are making something and that you were expressing yourself. Like that is the point of music. And if someone can connect with that, then you're doing something.
1: Elle has helped to overcome the male-dominated industry by setting up Gash Collective.
4: Gash Collective is just basically a network of different women um, from all across Ireland and LGBTQ and kind of non-binary, different minorities, um, working together to promote each other and basically work as a platform where we can encourage each other, give each other advice and help for gigs... It's just a big platform really and um, I guess what makes it different to other similar collectives or kind of initiatives are, is that it's not centralized in one city or one place. It is all around Ireland, so Galway, Cork, Dublin, Limerick, everywhere Belfast. And it's about reaching out and tapping into different talents different areas and kind of giving people um, a push to promote their music or their skills as a DJ and that kind of thing. And um, so, yeah, it's definitely just kind of like a grassroots network
1: of Adele and Danny told me how they pick what bands to release on the label.
2: It's okay, a mixture so. of, um, you know, we, with some, some bands, we've worked with them before. Um, yeah, and so it's a mixture of approaching a band and those some, some bands coming to us. And, and then liking it, really. Yeah, um, we're pretty open. Like, you know, like I mean, I mentioned that before that it was pretty um, specific, you know, it was very specialized before um, we came to Ireland, and now we've just various factors, and um, it's a lot more eclectic. And, you know, we have an open mind to listening, you know, when, when we listen, and, you know, if it's, it's a pretty strong, strong collection, and it's, I suppose, the right, you know, right time financially and we've got the time as well to put into the release um you know it's hard it's hard like if it's a good record then it's obviously really hard to say not to do it um so there's been plenty of times where we've been like oh we, you know we need to slow down here and then something comes in and it's like I just can't quite resist saying no to something <laughs> so that's happened a few times um but yeah like it's you know we've got a release coming out um with oranges, and those guys just approached us. Um, yeah, yeah so I
0: think, and I think, I think what we do for bands, I mean, primarily we press and distribute their record, and that would be what we do for all bands. But I think, on top of that, what do we do for bands? This really depends on the band and what they want to do, how much control they want to let go of. And we're usually pretty flexible in that when we sign a band, or well, when we do a record for a band, Um, that it's kind of, especially now where things are more expensive and there's a lot more there's a lot more to putting a record out than maybe there was ten years ago, because I suppose ten years ago we could press a record and the the physical sales of the vinyl would be enough to sustain us in the you know in the way that we want to operate is just basically to keep afloat. Um, but I, I think it's getting more difficult to do that now. There's maybe other avenues need to be involved. So yeah, so I think it's becoming more of a collaboration between the label and the band.
1: So that is Sligo's Art for Blind Records. I spoke to label owners Danny and Edel, as well as Efa from Alien She and L. Thanks a million to all of them for taking the time to talk to me. This episode featured music from Art for Blind artists: How Pig, I Am the Cosmos. And Alien She and L, you can get them all on Bandcamp or on ArtForBlindRecords.com. That's it for this week. Next week I'll be focusing on the Word Up Collective from Dublin, not strictly a record label, but a group of musicians focusing on hip hop, spoken word, and urban music. This program is funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the Television Licence Fee, and it's produced by me, Alan Meany.
0: Indie, rock, and alternative. 2XM.